Listen and subscribe to the GrowthCraft Startup Community Podcast on all the major podcast players, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere where podcasts are available. And leave a five-star review if you like it. We need those reviews to grow the show, and it's the easiest way to help us grow the show that you can do right now. So head on over to iTunes, head on over to Google Podcasts or Spotify, and leave a five-star review for the GrowthCraft Startup Community Podcast. And tell all of your friends who are entrepreneurs to take a listen. And thanks. Hey, everybody. My name is Tom Libby, and welcome to the GrowthCraft Podcast. I'm typically with my co-host, Hassan uh, Sorrells, but unfortunately, he is not with us today. He's on vacation, so we're going to uh, wish him well on that. And, uh, and hope he gets back uh, healthy, safe, and well-rested. To jump into it, uh, today on the GrowthCraft podcast, we are designing this podcast with the startup in mind. We are committed to growing our uh, your connections, my apologies, your connections to the GrowthCraft advisors, increasing your engagement with the GrowthCraft community, and growing your knowledge all about the benefits that GrowthCraft can provide you and your founding team. We can't wait to bring, bring you along this journey with us and our guest today. Here on the podcast, we interview startup founders, advisors, such as my guest today, and others about uh, their journey, their process, their product, and just as important, their interaction with GrowthCraft. So today, today we'd like to welcome uh, JP. Uh, JP, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. All right, excited to be here. Good, good. So we'll jump right in. Uh, you, it, the first question is always the easiest, right? So uh, it's it's one of those things that we answer probably eighteen times a day when when uh, you know we get on our networking kind of kicks and stuff like that. But so JP, tell us tell us kind of who you are, what you do, what your company does. Give us a little a little insight as to to what uh, to what your your day your day looks like. All right, great. Well, JP Puchulu is my name, and uh, I am the managing partner at uh, Boston Startup CFO. And uh, what we do is we help with finance, right? So I'm the finance advisor in GrowthCraft. And uh, what do we mean by finance? Well, anything from bookkeeping through the accounting that needs to get done, through the controllership, all the way through CFO level stuff. So what we're looking at is uh, early stage startups. Uh, a lot of times they do the bookkeeping on their own for as long as they can. Uh, and hopefully they come see us before they get in front of investors so that we can clean up some of the messes that they might've created. Um, and then we handle their bookkeeping on a month to month basis. Now, sometimes um, we might just even do a cleanup project. So uh, a lot of times in the early stages, uh, a lot of startups can't afford us. And we, you know, we want to help with that. We don't necessarily want to take your money uh, if it's not going to provide enough value. And, and that happens sometimes uh, where companies will uh, clean up the books and then startups will just stay with them. Uh, on a month-to-month -month basis because they don't want to give that up. Well, what we do sometimes is we'll clean up the books and then just put a pause on it. And then when they get funding, we can keep things going. So that's what we do on the on the early stage bookkeeping side. But, uh, you know, that's not where we make our bread and butter. We, we're trying to 
um, we're trying to build the relationship so that when startups are funded, then we're taking care of them, taking care of their bookkeeping, taking care of their accounting. Uh, and then things get more complex from there. Um, and uh, on the CFO side, we help uh, anywhere from helping early stage with their financial projections, for example, uh, to anything that a startup could need from a finance perspective. Our CFOs typically work for like Fortune 500 companies, and then they decide, okay, I want to do the fractional thing with startups because it's just more fun, have more control of their time and everything like that. So, uh, you know, some of them will come work for us. And uh, and we put together um, uh, engagements where we customize things to, to, you know, set things up for startups and help them to succeed. Join us online via Zoom at the Growthcraft Startup Community Founders Forum each third Tuesday of the month at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Look, advisors and founders, we're, we're all in this together. Building relationships with your peers and entrepreneurship is just as important as connecting with experts and advisors. Each month, every third Thursday, we'll meet online via Zoom to share ideas, get support, support each other, and talk about universal issues that nearly all startups share. We'll celebrate our victories, chat about challenges, and then break out into small groups to address a timely topic of interest. It's a great way to meet like-minded entrepreneurs. Check out the links to the third Tuesday events on the GrowthCraft website and join us at the GrowthCraft Startup Community Founders Forum in the show notes below the podcast player you're listening to right now. It's uh, pretty awesome. So one of the things that I always get fascinated by, people think of like the finance part of it as like not sexy or exciting or like, and they're always like, they're always like either product or sales and marketing, right? Like those are the two fun buckets. I, I tend to disagree only in the sense that finance can be very uh, intriguing because if you don't know and understand it, then the rest of that stuff doesn't matter anyway, right? So how how do you how do you like how do you feel like does that do you does that resonate with you? Like do you feel the same <laughs> way sometimes? Like oh, that you oh get, my like, god, you get, I mean, you get the whenever sometimes about the the excitement part, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so whenever I get to talk to a, a founder that has some level of finance experience, I get giddy. I get all excited. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because there, it, it's it's a it's a different level, right? Um, because what you're talking about when you talk about finance, you're talking about a strategic element that will take your business to the next level in a way that if you don't understand finance, it, it's going to be much more difficult for you to get there, right? Yeah. Um, so let's say, for instance, uh, you talk about marketing and you talk about all these different things that, that, you know, people do have experience with. They might not have experience with finance. Well, if you can plug in finance into marketing and understand how much money you should actually be spending and figure out uh, from there how your outlook will look from a marketing perspective for the next five years, I don't know. I find that really fun, <laughs> right? Um, so, so yeah, I I really enjoy it when and and sometimes founders don't even have any 
finance experience, but at least they're finance curious. Yeah, yeah. And that's good enough because what that means is that they're present for those conversations. Cause we get the, the, uh, a lot of technical founders, for example, will just kind of shut down and abdicate the entire finance and bookkeeping function. Right. I don't know those, those engagements. I mean, we're, we can help a lot, but where's the fun in that, <laughs> you know, yeah. because <laughs> when we can plug in that finance and really talk about strategy and talk about uh, next steps in a way that they can understand uh, of the value that that advice is bringing, that's fine. So you you might have actually already answered part of this next question, but because it's really based on like, why do you do what you do? Like, what what why do you get excited and, and get up in the morning, or or what prompted you to get involved in this in this uh, part of the the you know the business function uh, to begin with? So. Give us the story behind Boston Startup CFO, how your involvement yeah. came to be and, and, and that kind of and, and why why this is exciting for you. All right. Cool. Cool. So. So. All right. I got out of college in the 90s and uh, in the early 2000s, I started a um, a mortgage company. So money money's always interested me ever since I was a little kid and I was setting up the the uh, lemonade stands and then selling stuff at the lemonade stands. And, you know, so, so money's always been uh interesting to me um so i had a mortgage company and you know if you know anything about the history of economics and you know what happened in the 2000s so that's not the end of that part of the story is not very pleasant but we'll skip all that <laughs> but after that uh after the the financial crisis uh i had to figure out okay well what am i going to do now so that got me into accounting because it's still money uh and i thought it'd be interesting but I just hated tax. But again, I've always liked finance. So that got me into this company that was selling finance more on the bookkeeping side, a little bit on the finance side, right? A little bit of CFO services. And uh, they had a, a, a high minimum monthly uh, cost to get started, right? $1,200 doesn't make sense for startups. Um, that was their minimum uh, for, for the bookkeeping. And my favorite part of that job was going to the Cambridge Innovation Center and talking to startups. And I would uh, it, it just be really exciting conversations, you know, getting to, to, to understand what excites them and what they're working on and, and, and learning a little bit about technology because I'm, I'm not always the the the, uh, the the smartest guy in the well I'm, I'm actually never the smartest guy in the room when it comes to technology well almost never because we've got uh chuck in in, <laughs> in growth craft but um it, it's always interested me you know uh so i was having a lot of those conversations but constantly striking out because the the startups i was talking to were just you know too early stage so when i was working for that company this is back in like 2016 or so, uh, I had the pleasure of meeting the founder of Boston Startup CFO, John Bailey. And uh, I sat down with John and, you know, here's another guy with a lot of excitement about what he does, right? Excited about finance, excited about helping startups. And he showed me his, his, uh, his marketing ideas, right? He had just a lot of great marketing 
uh, content that he had put together and he had a great vision for bringing finance to these earlier stage companies. Now, again, you know, early stage companies, that's not our bread and butter. That's not where we make much money, but that's where you get to really help people. And when you really help people, that really develops relationships, right? Um, and, and I've always been a relationship guy. So if you can build that, that foundation with someone and really help them out beyond what, what somebody else will, um, you've got somebody that you've built a relationship for life. So, so John was telling me about his vision for Boston startup CFO and it just really excited me. Um, cause I, again, my, my favorite part of what I was doing was working with startups. So, so I said to him, John, you know, all right, you're just getting started because he had just opened up Boston Startup CFO. I said to him, I, I can't imagine that you're looking for somebody to bring on at this point. But in the future, if you ever want to expand Boston Startup CFO, you know, let me know. So uh, in 2021, uh, toward the end of the pandemic, like we were just starting to end uh, th that whole thing, that whole uh, uh, element there. Uh, he he contacted me on LinkedIn and he said, you know, I'm ready to talk. And he he didn't really have to convince me. <laughs> there was no not much convincing uh, having to to go on there. Uh, I was just really excited for it because I, I again love working with startups. So so that that's what got me into it. Brought me on as a salesperson uh, first and just very quickly, uh, you know, just promoted me and and, and had me do the uh, all the different aspects of what needs to get done and made me the managing partner. Join the Growth Craft Startup community online via Zoom each first Tuesday of the month at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time for Expert Tuesdays. With Expert Tuesdays, you'll hear from one of our top-notch expert advisors and thought leaders in an informative workshop or presentation focusing on a topic important to emerging and growing companies. From sales and marketing to storytelling and leadership, in this hour-long monthly session, you'll be able to connect with the GrowthCraft community, advisors, founders, and others. And you'll learn entrepreneurship skills you can apply to your startup project uh, right now. Check out the links to the GrowthCraft website to join us on Expert Tuesdays in the show notes below the podcast player you're listening to right now. And thanks. So I, I feel like we know an awful lot about this now, right? Now that we've had these first few questions and, and uh, you know, we, we know a lot about the why and, and, and who you're helping and all this stuff. But, but what I think the, what the most pressing thing for me now is why Boston Startup CFO from the startup's perspective, right? Like why do people choose you? Why, why do startups or, or any other company for that matter – what is it about Boston Startup CFO that you think makes them choose you guys over over your competition? Yeah, so uh, th there's a lot of reasons. Uh, I can I can talk about some of them. Um, you know, one of them I already mentioned, and that's relationships, because relationships are yes. important, right? Of course. Um, but it's it's a lot more than that. So one example, one one thing might be the fact that we work, or some of our our CFOs work exclusively with startups. Right. 
So they've got that startup exclusivity. So what does that mean for the startup? Well, you need startup expertise because we've had clients come to us and say, you know, I've been working with this CFO firm and it just seems like they don't understand startups because they're very different. They have a lot of different needs than, than a, uh, you know, a Fortune 500 company might or even a, a SME might have, right? Especially around investors. You know, you really need to know your way around investors and and know how they think in order to be able to to help a startup properly, right? Um, and that's from the CFO side. From the bookkeeping side, we've got customized solutions. So a lot of uh, a lot of our competitors that do bookkeeping, and a lot of them just do bookkeeping exclusively. They, they try to fit companies into a box. You can't fit a startup into a box because they're not gonna get what they need. So we have customized solutions, anything that you need. We even help with some non-finance functions if it's just you know uh, a little, little uh, um, task that they need done and there's nobody else to do it, we can do that as well, right? So, so that startup exclusivity is, is an important part. Another part is that our firm has deep resources, right? So this is another uh, place where startups will come to us and tell us about a problem that they're having where they've been working with a, 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 um, a CFO and they're growing but their CFO doesn't have any more hours that they can spend with them because they've got other clients. So that happens with us as well. What happens with those other CFOs is, well, they, they can't help a lot of times because they're already maxed out. Right. So yeah. they can't even help with the transition. So it, uh, at the worst time when a, when a startup gets funding, they need to take off. They need to scale. They can't be dealing with finding a new CFO. So if that happens to us, we've got these resources and we can shift our resources around. So what does that mean? Well, sometimes it means that, um, you know, if, if our CFO, if you're scaling and our CFO is filled up with their time, what we can do is we can take a smaller engagement and send it to another CFO so that they, so that the CFO you've been working with can continue working with you, right? So that's one thing we can do. Or if that's not possible, we can bring in another CFO that has plenty of time to uh, and, and, and the availability to scale in the way that we now know you're going to need to scale. So let's say our CFO has been working with you for 20 hours per week. Um, now you need 40 hours, but next year you're going to need 60, uh, uh, you're going to need, I'm sorry, 20 hours per month. So, so now you need 40 hours per month next year. You're going to need 60 or 80 per month. And, but you're not ready for a full-time CFO yet. We can bring in that CFO and the old CFO can transition the new CFO. So it's not needed that you even you know, need to, to step in. You don't even, you, you know, we, we make you aware of what's happening, but we take care of that transition. So, so that's another reason. Um, and, you know, a few others, no minimums and uh, things like that. But, but actually 
One that I think is very interesting to talk about, and that's growth craft. Um, because here's here's what I do, right? I'm not a CFO. I'm not the bookkeeper controller. Uh, I am the one bringing the business in, but I'm also the one that helps with any customer service needs. And I'm also the one that if you have needs outside of a, of finance, first time I talk to you, I bring that up and I say, listen, if you have any needs, any other services that you need or any challenges, I've got this network that I can plug into that I can help you solve those needs. So if it's another service provider that you need, I've got somebody for you that is going to take excellent care of you that I know and trust and have worked with. And I will collaborate with that person. So, you know, as an example, uh, HR or marketing or the attorney, all of these people, I will collaborate with them. I know them. Um, so, so that's going to bring a lot of value to the table. Um, so that's the answer to your questions. I hope. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I gotta be honest with you. It was missing one that I expected you to, to say, All right. that, you know, people, you know, why they do, it's just you, right? Like it's, it's me. You're, you're well, in fairness, what? you, you kind of did say that by using and leveraging your, your network as a resource, but but there is a lot of value in you as a as a as an individual to Boston Startup CFO, and you bring a lot more value than just Boston Startup CFO to your clients. That and, so, and I thought I thought you were going to say me. I'm the number one reason they do business with us. <laughs> so so to to expand beyond what you just said, if you ask my wife and you ask my mother, they will both tell you that I do well in my job because of my good looks. <laughs> uh, we'll invite them on the podcast we'll, we'll invite them on the podcast next uh, there you right, go. So the, the, the next question here I think is going to be very brief only because I think I think we've already answered okay. a lot of it in, in a previous question because it's really around like what is the engagement look like or yeah. how do people how do people work with you and I think you've already answered a pretty high majority of that so let, let's just simplify the question here do you work is it just a uh, like a you send them a monthly bill, they pay the monthly bill and you uh, you solve or you you perform all the tasks at hand? Or is there like, is there incremental pieces to it? Or is it just, or or does that increment only happen if their needs change? Let's ask yeah. it that way. I think you've answered a lot more of that question earlier. Yeah, so so it's, it's a, a little bit complicated. And the reason it's complicated is because of the flexibility. Okay. Okay. Uh, so So as I said earlier, you know, we don't put companies in a box. We don't say this is the way that we need to interact with you, right? Uh, we say, okay, let's lay out your needs and figure out the best strategy to take care of it. So on the bookkeeping side, what we like to do is we like to have a monthly reoccurring rate that doesn't change until the, the factors change, right? Right. Um, so we'll, we'll say, okay, you know, this is going to be, we have rates as low as 375. So we say, okay, it's going to be $375 a month. Um, and until things just get a little unwieldy, 
we'll keep you there. And then we'll have a discussion and say, okay, so, so when we first came on, we talked about this, this, now we've added this, this, and this. So we need to increase your rate up to this. And, and we have that conversation and we come to agreement because sometimes that's not what's in the best interest of the, of the startup, right? Sometimes it's okay. We really need to stay at 375. So why don't, why don't I, as the startup, do the invoices from now on? Yeah, right. That type of thing, right? Uh, so it's it's a discussion to figure out what's really best for the startup. Um, I, I think that's my favorite part, JP. Honestly, I think that's my favorite part of talking with you is that it's never it. You, it's not like a, a rate sheet. It's not a it's not a tiered approach. It literally is. We're gonna figure this out. We're gonna strategize with the startup, and we're gonna and we're gonna make it worth it for everybody involved, right? That's the exactly. the best part. And so, and that's where and that's where um you know we're different than other CFO firms because the, the 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 flexibility that we provide. I'll give you another quick quick story about how sure. how we really help startups. So this happens, you know. Uh, uh, not a lot, but it does happen with with somewhat frequency. Is that we'll engage with a with a CFO with a client, and let's say they need us for ten hours a month, right? They just got uh, two million in funding. Um, they've got let's say two years of runway. Well, what ends up happening is they start running out of money, um, and they still need us but it's no longer at that 20 hours per month level. So we say, don't worry about it. You still need us. I think you need us for, let's say four hours a month. So let's cut back to four hours a month. We'll still help you, you know, with the investors and help you with this, this, and that. Um, and, and that way we can bring your bill way down and, and give you more runway. Right. So, so just a lot of flexibility depending on what the needs are. It's pretty awesome. So, I, I this next question I couldn't wait to ask you honestly because because <laughs> every one of the other members we've had on advisors we've had on we're, we're talking about uh, we we this is the point where we switch gears and we ask them specifically about growth craft. Well, for you, I was excited because this question is going to be totally different because most of the time we're asking people what attracted them to growth craft. Why? Why do they stay involved with Growthcraft? Why why is Growthcraft a good idea for them from either a business perspective or for you it's different, right? Because you're one of the founding members, so you're you started this whole thing. So I guess my question for you is why? What like what is Growthcraft to you, and and why did you think this was a big deal, and why do you think it's going to be wildly successful the way I do? And and we've never interviewed me on the podcast, by the way, but I I will also say that I feel like we're going to be wildly successful with this. What what is Growthcraft to you, and how, how why why Growthcraft? What is all this about? Yeah, great great question. So, all right. So I mentioned that back in the two thousands, I had a mortgage company, right? So, what I did when I had the mortgage company was I wanted to join this networking organization called BNI Business Network International, and what they do it's really more geared for for B two C. And uh, I wanted to join, and there were plenty of chapters. I was in the Worcester area. There were there were a number of chapters, but all of them had a mortgage person. So I couldn't join any one of those. And I really liked the concept of a networking group. So 
what I did was I started my own and it went great. Um, it, you know, in two years, we got it up to like 35 members, which is a decent chapter. Um, but what really stayed with me was this, right? So I was in the mortgage business. I was in what they call in BNI, the real estate sphere. And uh, I had a real estate attorney, a realtor, an insurance guy, an appraiser. It, we were all in this real estate sphere. And we ended up working like this incredible unit. What would happen is uh, when one of us got a new uh, a new client, then we'd ask, okay, do you have an attorney yet? Do you have a realtor? Do you have an appraiser? Do you have an insurance guy? And whoever they didn't have yet, um, we would we would you know bring in the the, the that advisor into into the uh, engagement here. Um, and what ended up happening after a little while is we would work so well together. Like we would see, I don't know if you've done many real estate transactions, but they're bumpy, right? There's issues. Always. Uh, always, <laughs> right? Uh, but what we were able to do is we would get on the phone and say, hey, you know, this is happening. And we would work through the issue. So a lot of times the client would never even be aware that we had kind of stomped on a red flag before it ever became a problem. And, and we got really good at doing that. And, uh, you know, after, after the financial crisis, um, I had to leave the BNI very, very sad because I love those people. Um, but I, I always kept that in the back of my mind. So when I started working with startups, I just felt like, boy, if I could get that kind of a relationship together again uh, to help startups uh, where we, you know, we would collaborate, we would, we would talk to each other. We would uh, help like beyond the scope of our individual services. Cause sometimes we were helping in ways that was beyond real estate by bringing somebody else in to something that had nothing to do with real estate. So what if we could do that with startups? And, and that just got me really excited. So that was really, the reason why I wanted to create something um, that ended up evolving into Growthcraft. Yeah, and and again, I I, I think we're gonna we're gonna show some some real value in that that whole differentiator where, like you're talking with your real estate sphere, we basically did that with the whole uh, functions of business sphere, right? So that that's the whole idea behind Growthcraft. So that's very cool. Well, we're, we're kind of at the end of the, the podcast here. Uh, this is the opportunity we usually take to have people um, let a, people know how to find them, where to find them, how things are going on. Um, also, if you have uh, speaking engagements planned or things like that that you think that, uh, you know, we can announce here on the podcast, uh, we'll give you just a minute or two to kind of throw that out there, too. But how do people connect with you? Where Where are they looking for you at this point? All right, great. Well, I am on LinkedIn. Uh, you can look up JP Puchulu because uh, Jean-Pierre is just way too high maintenance. So I'm in there as JP as well. Uh, and uh, my my um, website is Boston Startup without an S. So bostonstartupcfo.com. Uh, you can check out my blogs. I got some blogs on there. Uh, and uh, it tells you a lot about what we do and how much we charge and, and, and things like that on the website. 
what else? Definitely check out growthcraft.org. And, uh, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you probably know about the assessment. Maybe not. I'm sure we'll bring it up if we haven't, but uh, take that assessment. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll you'll uh, get some benefit from it. Uh, where else? Speaking engagements. Uh, if you go on my LinkedIn, I just moderated a panel on uh, different types of finance, dilutive, non-dilutive and debt and the benefits, pros and cons of each. Uh, what else? I don't know. I think that's it. I'm not on Facebook or anything. <laughs> that's good enough. That's good <laughs> enough. But uh, so that brings us to the end of the podcast. Last few tidbits from us, uh, from from the host here. Um, you know, as JP mentioned more than once, check out growthcraft.org if you have if you haven't already. We're also on social media, mostly LinkedIn. Um, we also do workshops uh, and we have founders forums and things like that. So for our members, there's a lot to do and a lot to love about Growthcraft from. Uh, from a startup uh, startups perspective uh, and then of course you get to interact with people like us so we're here to help and we're here to uh, you know to help you uh, move your journey along as, as as seamlessly and effortlessly as possible <laughs> so jp thank you very much for joining us here on the podcast and uh we're we're uh we're loving life so far so we'll again wildly successful that's my my uh my all right prediction. let's do it and we're here to help and uh we're excited to do it yeah for sure thanks everybody take care each second Thursday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, join GrowthCraft live and in person at Second Thursdays at CIC, located at 1 Broadway, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Located at Kendall Square, CIC features the most engaging entrepreneurial community in the Northeast, right next to MIT and minutes from Harvard University and downtown Boston. With 250,000 square feet of professionally managed, flexible workspace, CIC has every office amenity you could possibly need to scale your startup project. For those of you who are local, or if you're just visiting Boston, GrowthCraft advisors and founders can meet others in our community face-to-face. -face. Join us for an informal social and informational get-together. Meet others, chat with advisors and peers, make connections, and then stay for Venture Cafe starting at 4.30 p.m. Eastern every second Thursday at CIC. Check out the links to the GrowthCraft website to join us live and in person at Second Thursdays at CIC in the show notes below the podcast player you're listening to right now. And thanks. <laughs>